It's Monday the 29th of March. Welcome to our Afternoon Sport Deep Dive. I'm Tim Gilbert and I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee. How was the weekend, bud? Beautiful weekend, mate. Plenty of sunshine. We had some people over yesterday for a nice barbecue, so... Wonderful weekend and lots of good footy too, and mate, which was really good. Yeah, there was plenty about it and we're excited. Of course, we gave away the Chris Gale sign bat just on Friday. We now have a signed Bulldogs, Canterbury Bulldogs ball. Look, they haven't had a win yet, but they've got a lot better team. I reckon they'll get a run on. So all you need to do is follow us on Twitter or Facebook and someone will win that Spartan sign ball by the doggies. <laughs> Corey McKernan and Paul Smith are on the way. Shane, look, rugby league, it's its such an entertaining game. Everybody loves it. Um, but we've seen the head of the Players Association, Clint Newton, come out and say it is a game for entertainment, but it's a game for human beings. The attrition rate of injury on the weekend was just extraordinary. Like the Sharks had no one left on the bench. We've got one of the superstars of the game, Luke Kiry, out for the year. Yep, sure was, mate. It was, uh, it was scary to watch, wasn't it? And particularly with the HIA rule, you know, the, the players have to, to leave the field. Uh, we're left with a lot of players, um, you know, sitting not even on the bench, mate. So they're actually looking at now bringing in potentially a, a, the, a, the 18th man medical substitute, which maybe it's time for that. I don't know. Yeah, well, Clint Newton said, well, that, that that's okay. Maybe it's a step in the right direction, but it's certainly only a Band-Aid. I, I wonder how you adjust, tweak. Is it too quick? They, they need to have a look at it. They do need to have a look at it because, uh, you know, we, we, we don't want the health of the players in such dire straits. Goodness gracious, so many, um, you know, won't be playing at all if it keeps going the way it is. No, but we're also uh, making assumptions based on um, there's no real facts and how bad these HIAs are just yet, well, particularly for this year. So, you know, Wade Graham sort of saying things like that you don't want to take the toughness out of the game either. So it's a real catch-22. But We've said it before, mate, it's going to turn into a game of touch football if we're not careful, but... Saying that, if if my son was playing, um, you know, I, I'd be really concerned about him getting serious, um, long-lasting head injuries as well. So it's, it's a real tough one. Yeah, well, there's the head injuries which you speak to, but then there's the ACL injuries mm-hmm. and the MCL injuries yeah. and others that happened on the weekend. And 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 look, is there a high preponderance? That's for other people to look at, but it's an issue that the game needs to face. It's uh, it's rugby league. Well, it's been entertaining, but you need to have players fit and healthy. You do, mate, and. Um, how strong these players are these days, um, the amounts of weights they lift, uh, the strength conditioning, you know, uh, injuries are going to happen. And, uh, yeah, some of those um, ACLs, as you said, with um, sort of sliding and, and the knee falling under your body when you fall, that's unfortunate. That's just – that's contact sport and it happens. But um, you really do feel for the players who've put in a really big preseason and are going to miss probably most of it now. Coming up on Afternoon Sport, AFL Buddy is back. Corey McKernan in the house real soon. AFL buddy, buddy, buddy is back, Corey McKernan, and uh, he's a colossus of the game. He's been away for a year, and it didn't take him long to show how good he was. Yeah, it was great to see him back. It was, uh, it felt like it was going back to days of old of uh, having Plugger or Jason Dunstall or any of these big power forwards, or like the buzz before the game. And I must admit, once I I knew that uh, the Swans are on, I was I was actually looking forward to it because, well, let's face it, we're not we're not really going to see forwards that 
could potentially, if, if Buddy goes right this year, he might get to his thousandth goal. Yeah. So, I mean, any chance or any opportunity we can get to see these greats of the game, he was, he was fantastic. But the other little bit of side news, boys, is uh, much to my dismay, Logan McDonald, uh, yeah. young kid that North Melbourne had the chance to draft. And, uh, Didn't it? Yeah, like it's, uh, oh, look, I mean, obviously they've got their reasons, but uh, look, look, looks like Logan McDonald's going to be a beauty. And the best thing with Logan McDonald, look who he's going to learn off. He's going to learn off one of the best in the game in, in Lance Franklin. Mate, well said. And he definitely did not look out of place at all alongside Franklin there. And, uh, you know, the Swans by 33 points. Matty Nix, the, um, the Crows coach, a former Swan himself, must have thought after round one, here we go, this is going to be a better season for the Crows. But it turned around pretty quick for him, didn't it? No, look, I, I think they're doing a lot of things right. And the one that also I'm pretty happy for is big Tex Walker. Like yep. he, he kicked six goals on the weekend. And to be able to see him running and jumping again and playing centre half forward, how we know, know he can play. Um, look, I, I just, it was another great story that came out of the game for the Crows. The Crows know exactly where they're at. I think they know that they maybe are not going to be finals contenders. They just want to have a good solid year after a pretty bad one last year. And, if they keep going about it the way they do and having Tex up there, they're going to be every chance to win a lot of games. Melbourne Demons fans, they are daring to dream. Often we talk about St Kilda and this long drought. Well, theirs is longer. Yeah, I probably wouldn't be putting the cart in front of the horse just quite yet. Um, <laughs> Melbourne, uh, look, I think the teams they've beat at the moment, they're the wins that they probably at the start of the year, they probably thought, you know what, we, we're, we're capable of that. But I want to see Melbourne take on the good teams and do the same thing at the moment until they do that. I'm far from sold because Melbourne have done this sort of stuff before. And look, I think even demon fans that agree with me, there's no use being a flat track bully Shane in cricket parlance and um, come and beating out all the, all the soft teams. You want to see them do it on the hard deck. As they say in Scotland, mate, don't, don't order your kilt just yet. But um, the Western Bulldogs and West Coast, now that was a real classical game of AFL, wasn't it? The, the Bulldogs, Got, got the chocolates in the end, um, played really well, but it was a really end-to-end game, wasn't it? Yeah, you'd like to think that those two teams are going to be featured pretty strongly in September. The, well, the Eagles didn't have a good day, but I think with their talls up there, they're always going to be half a chance. But I think look, the Western Bulldogs, with that with that midfield and the way they went about it, and look, when I see um, uh, Marcus Bontempelli do the things he did, and more importantly, when the game was on the line, they're the sorts of things that you want to see the best players in the game that when the ball was in his hand, I think it was only one or two points of difference. And you know what? If he misses that, it, it, the Eagles get the ball back and get the opportunity to score. But to be able to win the game was really on the line, and, and that's what he gets paid the big dollars for. You know, I mean, it was a fantastic kick and put the game out of reach for the West Coast Eagles. Mm. Yeah, COVID still hasn't gone away completely, has it? We look at Brisbane and uh, the stuff up in and around them. They they went uh, to go to the airport. They had to stay. They all got tested. Um, yeah, that was quite a drama, wasn't it? Even, even some of the people there, including commentators, uh, were sent home by the Victorian government as soon as they heard wind that there'd been a case up there. It is quite funny, boys, that uh, I'd, I'd done functions with Wayne Carey a few weeks ago and then Luke Hodge that, they had to immediately go home and then uh, what, what the Brisbane Lions, they were exempt from that and <laughs> they didn't oh, yeah. have to go. Oh, yeah. It's a bit like the Australian Open when they sent them all home at 11 o'clock. It was like, oh, oh there's going to be no COVID before 11, but 11 o'clock when the, you're in danger, yeah. No, but look, that game, for those people that didn't see it, was marred by a bit of controversy at the end of the game for a 
look, I, I do feel for the umpires the way that they have to adjudicate the game nowadays. And, and look, even for, for you boys, that I know you follow your AFL, but seriously, if, if dropping the ball is dropping the ball in anyone's parlance, I don't care whether you tried or not. Um, you know, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty black and white. You know, I mean, if someone drops the ball, it doesn't matter whether they've had prior opportunity or not. When we were little kids growing up and playing the game, if you drop the ball, you drop the ball. That's it. Mm. So they should just make it really simple on the umpires. Would you be an umpire? Seriously? Like, yeah. how hard is it? <laughs> no, mate. I'd rather stick the in my eyes, I think. That's a tough, tough sport. I don't, I don't, I don't they make shirts and shorts in our size anyway. So <laughs> Imagine the three of us, the three field umpires. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. We'd be, sitting there having a, we'd be sitting there having a schooner and a burger. What do you think of that? Did he drop it? I'd be trying to take speckies on their shoulders. Hey, um, now we started the round with uh, Collingwood Carlton on Thursday night um, going in, and who was, whoever would lose would be zero and two. It was Collingwood that got the money. Yeah, it probably wasn't too surprising. It's like, in a way, the Pies have gone a little bit, oh, I suppose, in a way, back back to the future. You know, I mean, you put Jordan Goey inside 50, like he was fantastic in that first half. And look, Darcy Moore just continues to stamp himself as one of the best defenders in the competition, not because he just defends the ball, but the way he can turn defence into attack. And he was brilliant. And and once the, the Collingwood midfield were able to get, you know, I mean, the ball into Goey, look, I... I even though Dugowie didn't kick any goals in the second half, he had a great first half. He kicked four goals. But seeing Jordan Dugowie inside 50, one out, I mean, he is one of the best one-on-one players in the competition, and I think the Pies should probably just leave him there. Yeah, and look, the thing, Corey, as we wrap it up, that, that really impressed me from Collingwood was the fact that when Carlton roared back into the game, there was no sign of the collie wobbles. They got it all together, and they got on and got the job done. Oh, look, as you mentioned, look, whoever whoever was going to lose that game, it, it didn't make for a nice next week coming up. But, look, fortunately for the Pies, they win, and it does set up a real huge, hopefully, Thursday night in uh, in Brisbane because that game is always a cracker, Collingwood and Brisbane, and let's hope it all goes ahead. Hey, Corey, just one last thing, mate. Um, you mentioned at the start, Buddy, potentially this year, I think he needs about two and a half goals per game for the rest of the season to kick a 1,000. Well, what does that mean in AFL terms? It's a big feat, isn't it? Yeah, look, for those that don't know, I think there's only been maybe five or six players yeah. in the history of the game off the top the top of my head, and don't quote me on this. I know it's Jason Dunstall, Gordon Coventry, Tony Lockett, Doug Wade, Gary Ablett Sr. Like, so you're in pretty rarefied yeah. air. And look, the, the other thing is, Shane, you probably should have been there by now because Buddy mm. is not known for his accuracy. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he's, if he's kicked nearly a 1,000 goals, he's probably nearly kicked nearly a 1,000 points. But... Look, it'd be a fan, to have that this year. It, it is set up beautifully for Bud this year because the way the rule changes are, it's more free flowing. And even he admitted on Saturday, I think Buddy's had to make an adjustment where he goes, "Gee, the ball's coming a lot quicker into the forward line, and I can start leading at the ball once again." Mm. So when you got the big Bud saying things like that, and another great game to look forward this week will be the Swans and the Tigers at the MCG, yes. and the, and there should be. Yeah, I mean, there'd probably be seventy thousand Richmond fans there anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, that'll be that'll be a no, nice acid test for the Swans. Corey, good to chat. We'll talk later. Thanks, boys. Have a great day. Coming up on Afternoon Sport, Paul Smith, the owner of the Kings. The atmosphere was there, but oh, the Wildcats—they got on top of them. Play Sport is calling Game On for a new way to play, a free platform to explore and be inspired to connect to thousands of sport, rec and well-being activities in your community. Just go to playsport.com. Play Sport, whatever moves you. 
we had a great day, the family, uh, Josie and the kids and I, we went to the Sydney Kings, uh, uh, courtesy of Paul Smith. I was one of the ferals in the crowd, even spoke to Rob Shahady on the microphone. Boy, oh boy, Paul. It was such a great atmosphere. We loved it. I mean, obviously, it's not the result we all wanted as being Kings fans, but it was a fantastic uh, environment. Well, mate, look, I'm glad you enjoyed the 63 hot dogs like we sent down to you. <laughs> Only ate the 62. What about the kids? Don't the kids get one? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. We've got to keep them on the uh, broccoli and the avocados. We're, we had got a, a hot dog a point. We, 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 <laughs> you nearly uh, ate us. It was, no, it was one of those days, mate. We... Uh, we got we weren't good enough, and that's uh, that's, that's part of basketball, and that's that's sport generally. You know, you got to you got to deal with it. Good news is it's not the grand final; it's not it's only regular season game. But but no, I was all right, and look, it's one of the things you know, one of the comforts you take away from an experience like that is that when you look at it and you reflect on it, it's still a good fan experience, not a great result, but it's still a good day out, out for sport and a good day for basketball. So we appreciate you coming along, mate. Really do. And Paul, uh, it just—it was one of those games. Nothing, nothing dropped for the Kings. Did, did it in the third quarter? Um, I think you were saying just before off air that it was, um, yeah, it just just didn't really go your way. No, no, it didn't. No, no, it was a, couldn't hit the ocean as they'd say. You know, we just yeah. couldn't find it. And uh, but you know, look, it, uh, look, all credit to Perth. They were they they put on the afterburners and blew us away in that third quarter, and we just couldn't keep up. And and you know, it's basketball is such a momentum game. You know, it's. Um, Few calls go a certain way, and and you know, and then everything sort of shifts a bit, and and it seems it seems you know it's it's the most infectious thing, missing shots. It's it's a it's a terrible disease. It's worse than COVID. Once it get breaks out, you can't control it. And it's really hard when you're playing up against a superstar, and if he gets room like Cotton, he's just look, he's just ahead above a lot of other players. He's extraordinary, and every time he gets there, he hits it. Yeah, you do. He does. When he put through, I think it was three three pointers he put on us early in the third quarter, and mm. just they just took put a gap in us and took wind out of us, and and look as much as I hate it, and you know look it's it's a privilege to watch guys like that go around. It's one of the great things about the league is that you get to see players like that, even though they come to our building and do some damage. But you know we we'll put it away, and it, it's a crazy season as we've talked all the way through this. You know the last few conversations about the challenges and. This this week alone, you know, with the outbreak in Queensland, um, everything shifted, and so instead of us playing Illawarra on Thursday, we're going to Perth and playing Perth on Thursday. You know, that's that's so we got them back. We got them again. Then we got them again on Saturday back in Sydney. So we got it's a three game set against them. So we just rather than sort of dwell on the one game, we're realizing that we've just got to treat this as a one of the three and try to get out of it with a, with a, two more wins if we can get them this week. That's going to be a big, uh, a big road trip, isn't it? Over to Perth and back here. It's um, you're currently sitting uh, six on, on the ladder right now, but uh, yeah, after these two games, it could really make or break the Kings, couldn't it? Yeah, well, you know, look, it's it's not only us. It's there's a mm. there's a there's a, co- there's a cohort of clubs all in that sort of central bracket there. I think Illawarra lost on the weekend or on Friday. Um, Southeast Melbourne lost on Saturday. Mm-hmm. which didn't hurt our cause. It sort of keeps us all tight. So it's all about making the top four. You know, we've always yep. we've said this all through the season and we've always wanted to be around that 500 mark. And right now we're nine and nine. So it's okay. Look, it's not the end of the world. It wasn't great. And fortunately we, we came out of it injury free. There was no nicks or, or, or injuries. So we're, 
we're in we're in good shape. We just got to get, you know get used to getting back on the road. Yeah, well, they can do it. They showed it early in that game. They they, they everything was clicking, and when everything clicks in basketball, you win games. Um, now just you, you you must be proud from that other perspective of the sport. It is such a spectacle from all the stuff that happens in between downtime to to the trivia to the dancing in the crowd to the picking the songs. It's such an experience for people to go. Yeah, some, look, it's it's we we look. It's a very unique environment, you know. Obviously indoors, and obviously it's um, you know, we can you know we can control the action a little bit, even though we we can't control what happens on the court. We can have control what's going off the court. So it's all part of the, it's all part of the package. And and I we we try to sort of set up something. There's something there for everyone, you know. There's always there for a bit of for the adults. There's some action. There's some for the kids. There's something to do. And you know, and the whole thing is about watching athletes go around and. And the way the, the way the game's structured with its you know timeouts and all those things, we do get those opportunities to do some stuff with the fans, and they love it. We really appreciate it. It is a great sport for kids to watch, particularly if they've never been to a to a live sporting event. And uh, I was just having a little laugh to myself, um, Paul, thinking you know that the the Kings go into administration citing unpaid hot dogs as as the reason from, from Jimmy Gilbert. <laughs> Mate, we'll tell you what, I, I like honestly, we need that. What's that? Who's that? Who's that hot dog eater? He's the bloke from. So Joe, whatever his name, the guy, the guy at Coney Island, he's he's, he's up for a challenge. I want to, I want to be, uh, I want to be Timmy Gilbert's manager. I want to piece the action. I'll tell you what, I'll back him. we were trying to find a chemist to get four boxes of Zantac on the way home. But, but, it was warehouse, mate. It was warehouse. But the one good thing is that you've got the right hot dogs. You've got those American style. I love those dogs on the, like on the corner of Vancouver or New York or wherever you are. Those dogs, they're the best. Yeah, you need you need the dirty water. They've got to come out of the street. Street meat, mate. It's all about street meat. Look, it's so good to talk to you, Paul. Uh, and uh, yeah, go get them on Thursday, eh? We'll be right. We'll be right. Box on. You, Paul. That's it for Afternoon Sport. We'll be with you Monday to Friday every week. Hit subscribe on your podcast app so you don't miss it. A big thank you, of course, to our guests, Corey McKernan and Paul Smith. We've got the signed Canterbury Bulldogs ball up for grabs and Spartan Sports. Well, they're a great sponsor. They sure are, Timmy. www.spartansportshq.com Yeah, and the way to win that Canterbury ball, basically the Spartan ball signed by the Canterbury Bulldogs is to follow us on Twitter or Facebook and someone will win. A big thank you to our producer, Dan McHugh. We'll be back tomorrow. See you then. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.